Hello, everyone. This is Leia Vajere, and you are listening to the Fully Accountable Podcast. Welcome, everyone. I am excited to be here with you again for one, a new week, another week. I don't know. Um, how are you guys? How's it going? Um, I think you can probably tell from my voice that I have my energy back. I am so happy. Oh my gosh, you guys, it was insane um, <laughs> being out of commission like that for, you know, well over seven days. Um, it was a pretty wild ride, uh, just having to surrender and let go like that. So I am so freaking happy that I have my energy back and I am able to sit here and record with you. Um, I still have a little bit of like a stuffed up nose. I am recording during the day. So please forgive me if you hear any kind of like loud noises, there's other people working in this office. So, um, I think for the most part, everything should be good to go, but it's not like I have, you know, some high tech equipment here with like noise canceling, um, you know, microphones and all that jazz. We're working with like the bare minimum on off of Amazon here. So just uh, give you a little heads up that way, but I think everything is going to sound perfect, and I I don't know. I'm just excited to chat with you guys and see what kind of stories come out uh, come out of me today. Um, just because like I am, I'm just really really feeling this like October energy. I don't know if you guys are feeling the same way. Um, if you are part of like Leanna Shante's community and listen to Illuminations, you obviously all know, you know, the big kind of energy shifts that are happening this month. If you don't, uh, listen to her forecast, uh, just, you know, you're probably feeling it anyways. You're probably like feeling some motivation and some excitement and it just, it feels like, so like in September, I always feel. September always feels like the beginning of the year to me, um, probably because I've been programmed from school, but September always feels like, okay, summer break is over. We have to like get back into the swing of things because like if you work in like the corporate world or if you've ever worked in the corporate world, um, that kind of energy and that attitude definitely follows suit when you know, summer is always kind of like relaxed where you are taking like super short Fridays and like just kind of getting by doing the bare minimum. And then once like September happens, it's like, okay, we got to stop fucking around and we got to get back into work. So that's kind of like how I've always felt. But for some reason this year, um, I really didn't feel that for September. I don't even know where September went. I don't even know if September happened. I couldn't even tell you what the hell happened in September because it's like I blinked and it is over. So who knows what happened in September? Couldn't tell you. Um, but for October, I'm feeling like that beginning of the year energy. Like I have so much, um, like that I want to do with my business. Um, like I said before, if you guys don't know, I own a landscaping business. Um, and so the season is kind of, uh, coming to an end. Um, I mean, I honestly, I could probably keep on doing different projects and stuff like that, but I am, I've like hit my limit for landscaping, 
personally. So I am switching gears into refocusing my energy and attention into my commercial fertilizer and garden fertilizer business, um, which is called Earth Medicine Fertilizer. And it just feels like super exciting. Like I'm meeting with an energy brand uh, manager. Her name is Kehlani. Um, she has a company called uh, K Brand Energy, I believe it is. Um, she's a good friend of mine. And if you are ever needing any kind of like brand management or like logo design, website design, uh, just wanting to figure out, you know, what is your, your branding like some of us, we have the idea, we have the product, we have the service that we want to offer, but we don't really know how to like style it and make it look cool. Um, that is also like super aligned with our own personal energy. Uh, she's amazing at that. She has like a gift in reading, you know, the energy of your business, your personal energy, just kind of getting a feel for you and then creating you something that is totally beautiful and in alignment with like your personal brand. So anyways, um, I'm meeting with her and we're going to be talking about just getting our messaging down uh, for earth medicine. And there's some other things that I'm working on just like behind the scenes um, that I want to, you know, just reinvest into my company and get things going with uh, that side of my life. So again, just like, I don't know, really excited about it. And I'm just really trying to hold myself accountable with, uh, showing up each day, planning out, you know, the full day, making sure I'm like doing all of the things. Um, sometimes I feel like those days happen where it's like, where the hell did my day go? And what did I even accomplish? And so something for me, um, if you guys ever are like trying to get, especially if you're trying to get like a business off the ground or some sort of like, you know, like side hustle going a way that like has always, always, always helped me. And I've done this since like university, like I've always done this is just keeping a day planner and checking off all the things that you do throughout the day. So even if it's like you accomplish something or you make that phone call or you have that meeting or you run that errand or whatever and it's not written in your day planner, like just go back and write it and then check it off. There's something in it um, with like your brain and like feeling good and like not getting hard on yourself that you're not doing anything. It's like a tangible um, checks and balance basically that you can see exactly like what you've been, what you've been doing. And so you can kind of like go back and see where your energy is being spent and you know, what, where the hours in the day are going. And like, it's so crazy to me because like, I always think about when I worked like in a corporate job and like how many days I was like working like the bare minimum <laughs> to get by. And like, and then some days I would work like crazy hours and like work until like midnight. And then some days it was like, yeah, man, I like moved my mouse around and like sent out an email and called it a day. So it's like, even if you, when you're working for yourself, it's like you work every single day, right? And you're like showing up and you're trying to do something, you're trying to make something happen. But then on those days that you're not doing anything, that you haven't done anything, you can feel like super guilty. At least for me, I can feel like really, really guilty. And 
then that's when I always kind of like think about like these multi, multi, like billion dollar corporations I've worked for where I'm like, dude, like they're running like these multi-billion dollar franchises off of like people who literally are probably working 30 to 40% out of the year. Like the rest of the time, they're just like fucking around. So it's like, we're programmed to like believe that we have to be doing the most every single day or we're a fucking failure. But like the reality is whether you're working for yourself or working for another company, you, it's like work smarter, not harder. Like you probably don't need to exasperate all of your energy every single day for like 10 hours a day. Like I hear that a lot in like business entrepreneurship, um, uh, like, uh, I don't know, like podcasts and videos and everything like that. And like, yes, like I work hard, like I work really fucking hard a lot of the times, but like, I also take time off and, um, have like an evening to myself and like have to recharge. But like, that's me personally, like that's my human design. I'm a projector. I like, I've always been that way where it's like, I could get more shit done in a couple hours than I, than someone could get done in like an eight hour day, but I need a couple hours of like downtime. And so I know how I work and I know what, um, is like the best, kind of method for me and my happiness and like my mental capacity. Um, And I've had to work really hard at getting comfortable with that and like doing it my way and not feeling like this crippling guilt that I wasn't doing enough. Um, And like, that's kind of what I want to talk to you guys about on today's uh, episode is like, do it your way. Like do life your way. Don't worry about other people's process. Don't worry about what other people are doing, how they have their schedule set up, how you should have your schedule set up. Um, You know, that you should be that person who gets up at 5 a.m. and like basically opens his eyes up and opens up the laptop and like starts firing off emails. Like get fucked. I'm not fucking doing that. Are you kidding me? Like, are you serious? No. I'm going to like dilly dally in bed and I'm going to like do my prayers and my meditation and I'm going to like cuddle one of my animals and like drink a ceremonial cacao and, you know, wash my face and do a little bit of makeup and just like fucking chill, man. And like probably not even like open up my mouth and like utter a word for like the first like 45 minutes of being awake because like that's who I am you know, that's what I do. And then 10 o'clock. Yeah. Then I'm getting my day started. Like, of course, like when I have to like show up and like do a project and especially like in landscaping, there's like days where it's like, yes, of course you have to like get up and, and do a project. And there's those things that you have to do on a schedule and all that jazz. But like, you don't feel guilty if you're not like rising and grinding and like making your day look a certain way because like another guy down the road who's a millionaire, that's what he did. So like, therefore you have to imitate that. Like, obviously like I respect people's process and like what works for them. Um, but then I take, I see that, I see the amount of hours that they're working in, their dedication, their focus. And then I apply that into my own life of like what works well for me and, you know, how I'm built and how I work. And so I might work the exact same amount of hours as like they do, but my day just starts a little bit different. 
or, you know, I might focus on things that I'm really, really good at. And then I hire out like a sales team because like my sales skills, like that's not something that lights me up, but I have no problem employing people who they really enjoy doing that. And like, that's like their bread and butter. So, you know, it's just like, you got to hold yourself accountable with like, obviously like taking note of what successful people are doing and then doing it, taking that and then doing it your own way. That is authentic to you. That's like the messaging that I want to get across because obviously like if you, um, are living like below the poverty line, struggling paycheck to paycheck, not making anything work. Um, but then you're like criticizing, you know, some multimillion dollar, some multimillionaires process and how he's like successful and showing up like, okay, well, life proof man, like he's obviously successful and you're still, you know, can't get an idea off the ground because you have no focus and dedication. So it's like, you got to take like the foundation, the core of like what you see successful people are doing and then apply that into your own life that fits authentically with your, with your energy. And I, I think that's kind of, um, where not having any excuses comes into play because like, Oh gosh. Like I, I definitely hate fucking excuses and I hate when I catch myself making excuses. Um, and that's, you know, why I am right now kind of like refocusing my energy and like my time and my money into my, my business with the, with earth medicine fertilizer of like holding myself accountable and like letting go of these excuses that I allowed myself to start like saying over the summer as to why I wasn't putting, you know, the same amount of energy or, or I wasn't getting the results I wanted with my product. And, you know, my excuses were quote unquote valid, you know, like I'm working landscaping, all my energy is going to that because like that's bringing in the most money. And like, I have clients, I have deadlines, I have um, an employee that I need to like, you know, make sure that they have work to do. I need to like, organize and work around a multiple different contractors and like where do I have you know the energy to put into the product sales and like at the end of the day like that's an excuse um, because there's there's definitely there's always enough time in the day to do what you want to do and I could have absolutely stayed um, carved out time every single day to put energy into my product and, uh, fertilizer sales. Like I could have, and, but I found myself making excuses, you know, kind of being drained, uh, by the end of the day, because like I was, I am working in, uh, an area that isn't like, you know, necessarily like lighting me up, but it's like really good experience and I enjoy doing it for the most part. Um, it pays the bills. It's like all the things. So again, it's like, you can only do jobs like that for so long until you get fucking burnt out. Right. And so that's kind of where I'm at with like my landscaping. And I know that, um, it's, it's definitely been an amazing, um, avenue for like revenue stream for the company, but I know I'm being led to focus on the product sales because that's like where my passion is, like the fertilizer part. So what I need to do is stop making excuses and I need to dedicate my time, my energy, my focus, um, into 
getting the, the product sales going, right? And so that's kind of like that whole like accountability of like letting go of, you know, my excuses and um, just like showing up and showing out on this side of my company now. So that can be like this, that can, you can apply that to anything in your life. So like if you're sitting here and you have, uh, if you're working a job and you have like a side passion that you love, like what kind of check yourself, what kind of excuses are you making for yourself? Are you scrolling your phone too much, looking at getting inspired by other people and what they're doing and how they're living out their dreams and you aren't making or taking action yourself to like put that effort forward and get your own passions up and running. And like, or that could even be like fucking traveling and like taking that vacation. Like I know for me, a lot of the times, because I am somewhat of a homebody that like, but I do love traveling, you know, like I do. Oh gosh. I love like a road trip. I love like just getting in a car, highway driving, going to like small rural America, stopping at gas stations, driving on the open road. Like I love all that. Right. Um, I love skiing. I love going to the mountains. I love like a beach vacation. Like I do. But what I find is I have definitely limited myself on opportunities of travel because like, you know, I'm, I'm comfortable at home. I like my house. I like, you know, my routine and all that kind of stuff. And so it's just easier for me to like stay home and quote unquote save money than like taking, um, the time and booking the trip and spending the money and investing in like those experiences. And that's like, why, why, why does that happen? Well, obviously it's like, for me, a lot of the times it's like, oh, I could just save that money. And it's like this whole thing that like is so deeply like ingrained in us of like saving the money because like for retirement or something, you know, it's like, I need to have like this nest egg of money because like I, you know, we only have a handful of years that we can work. And like, and then basically if we don't have the, the money set aside, we're, we're fucked, <laughs> we're fucked. <laughs> and I, being an entrepreneur, it's like, you know, I don't have that pension. I don't have that, like whatever that savings that like my work had set aside for me, like, fuck, believe me, friends, I have taken that, all those investments and invested them into my, myself and my business. So, um, yeah, she's flying by the seat of her pants on that for the retirement front. But at the end of the day, it's like, okay, what about the experiences? What about reinvesting in yourself? What about like, you know, what can you do with the money that you have right now that actually expands you as a person and expands your career, expands your finances? Like what if you were on that trip and you met like that, that person that is like a key player in your business? Or what if you didn't invest in like that, that mentorship opportunity because, you know, you were scared and like wanted to hold on to like that nest egg or, and that mentorship could have like expanded you into tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars of revenue because of like the key pieces of information that you obtained from that, that mentorship. Or what if like, you know, you held off in like investing in like, starting that business and getting it off the ground and like 
just, you just held on to that money and just played it small and safe. And so like your, your business revenue never got past, you know, a couple hundred bucks. And so it was easy just for you to kind of let go and, and not keep pushing forward because it didn't feel like quote unquote worth it. But like, and that's one thing that like for me and my business, like, so I started earth medicine back in 2019 in Canada. And then when I decided to move to the U S in 2021, I closed down that company in Canada and went separate ways from an ex business partner of mine, which, you know, can be a, a story for another day. Um, and I went into starting the business here in the States. And so relatively speaking, like my business is kind of pretty new. Um, like I think I started, uh, earth medicine USA in like 2021 of April or something. And so we're in, what are we in? No, no, no. I didn't start in 2021. I started in 2022, April of 2022. So I'm just like a year and a half uh, old right now with my company. And um, revenue has been awesome. Revenue has been way more than I could have ever, that I ever generated in fucking Canada. But again, I didn't have um, the, I didn't have the weight that I was dealing with um, in Canada. I'm a lot more free here. Uh, personally, mentally, and with my business, I am way more free because again, I don't have like the dead weight that was holding me back, (laughs) um, that I was dealing with in, in Canada. And so that's been amazing to see in a short amount of time, the amount of revenue that like a company can generate in a short amount of time when you kind of, when you go all in and you do it your way. And that was something that like, I needed to burn everything to the ground. And I had in order for me to be free and to do it my way. And let me fucking tell you, I pissed off a lot of fucking people doing it that way. Um, I was called selfish. I was called money hungry. I was called all the things, a user, a leech, whatever else. I was called so many things in the book because I was pissing off people that wanted to just weigh me down and they didn't fucking like that I wanted to expand out and do it my way and my way didn't include them and that obviously hurt egos that hurt pride that hurt feelings um and I had to but I had to do it that way like I had to break free it was the only way that I wasn't going to end up as a shell of myself and living for everybody else. Um, and like it, that sounds fucking dramatic. And like, maybe the people who were involved might not see it that way, but like, like POV from my standpoint, like that's what was fucking happening to me. And whether you believe me or not, doesn't really matter. I know what I was feeling inside. And so I knew I needed to burn everything to the ground, (laughs) let go of the relationships, sever the ties, and then start new, start fresh. And, um, sometimes the, like not everybody, if anybody, maybe you'll have like a couple key people in your life who will understand that and support you and, and respect that. But most likely you'll have uh, a lot of people who won't get it. And that might fucking terrify you, especially if you value, if you have 
lived a life where up until that point you really valued their opinion of you and you really cared what they thought of you and you wanted their approval. So this could be like a parent or a sibling or a spouse or something like that. You know, if you find yourself fucking like shaking, terrified of making a choice because you're afraid someone isn't going to approve of it, well... I'm sorry to say, my friend, you need to take a step back and look at why you're seeking their approval so much that you're willing to hold back your life, your happiness, your potential because of what they might think. And that's not a, that's not a relationship that I care to have in my life personally. I, I don't, I don't have room for that. I don't give a fuck for those kind of people and you all can get fucked if that's how you're going to treat me, you know? And that's the kind of attitude that maybe you want to have where you remind yourself anything that is real in your life, any person, any relationship, any job, any business, anything that is real, you do not need to cling and you don't need to seek their approval. And so If you are doing what's right for you, you're doing it in a respectful, loving, calm, thought out manner, you don't have to worry about what other people think. And if they do have something to say and they do have something to think and they try to like push you, that's when you have to stand your ground. You have to stand in your boundaries and you got to tell them to get fucked. And if they're real and if they love you and if they are, are actually there for the right reasons, they'll, they'll respect that and they'll stick around. And I've known that that's coming from personal experience. I've had to deal with that. Um, as you guys know, I've worked with my dad since I've moved here and him and I have had some butting heads, um, moments and some real explosive moments where I had to stand my ground and I had to basically, you know, push back and have my boundaries drawn in the sand. And when he tried to step over those boundaries or tried to push me in a direction that he thought was like going to be for the best of everyone, I literally had to tell him to go get fucked and that this is going to be my way. And if he's not going to support that, then there's a fucking door and like I'm walking through it and not coming back. And he respected it. And there were times where, you know, obviously the dust needed to settle after these kind of explosive fights but after time had passed and you know both and he was able to get some perspective and to see like okay clearly she has a bit of an idea of what the fuck she's doing because she hasn't crashed and burned and she's you know doing quite well for herself um and like you know all you have, like they they see like you have the life proof when you're doing what's right for you you have the life proof so after the dust had settled um this was like last year and you know he did say to me like i may not always understand your choices and i may not always you know initially agree with your choices but i do respect the fact that you can make a choice and i i that's, you know, that's kind of the best you can hope for (laughs) 
when you have, you know, um, a parent or someone in your life that is, you have very different kind of outlooks on life, uh, than you. Um, and again, cause it's not about making everybody see everything your way and like, you know, coming around to your side of uh, your way of doing things, but it's about having people in your life that respect your life path and how you're navigating it and not trying to stand in your way or sabotage you or manipulate you or just bring you down like energetically, you know, it's like, yeah, sometimes we have to have these intense conversations or these fights or these blow-ups and then once things have settled and both parties have calmed down and you can kind of come around to that common mutual respect uh common ground then that's pretty fucking good in my books I think anyways especially you know in when you're on a healing path and you're surrounded by people who either maybe you have like a close group of friends who are, you know, on the same path as you, they're healing, you guys are like totally in alignment, but then you, you obviously you have to navigate this world and you're going to have colleagues and business and clients and parents and siblings and family members who aren't on the same path as you and maybe aren't doing healing work or anything like that. You still have to navigate and work with them. And I find that if you can come to a mutual respect and common ground, like that's pretty freaking good. So that brings me back to my initial point of like doing things your way, figuring out how you want to navigate this life, how you want to move through it, how you want it to look. And Doing things your way is, is honestly the only way to, to get by, to be happy, to have a chance at being happy, like authentically happy every single day in this life is if you just cut out the bullshit, cut out the noise, stop worrying about how other people are navigating their life and just focus on your own way. And, you know, something with that is like, you have to, you have to first be committed to your own path and you have to focus on what is actually working for you and then letting go of what isn't. So, you know, my teacher, Leanna Shante always says life proof. There's life proof. You know, you take a course, you do a healing program, you read a book, you um, maybe take up some sort of like practice in the morning, whether it's like morning pages or stoicism or whatever. You know, there's so many different things out there. Um, Working out, you know, cutting out soda, cutting out alcohol. Okay, you do something, you take an action. And then afterwards, after completing that action for like a month or two months or three months, then you look to see the life proof. You know, are you healthier? Are you more fit? Are you having so much more energy and way more productive because you're no longer hungover because you aren't drinking anymore? Um, Are your relationships more connected because you have something actually to fucking talk about and connect on with your spouse because you're like expanding your mind by like reading these books and like educating yourself and like getting into these more like thought provoking topics versus like, I don't know, talking just about the basic benign stuff of like, 
whatever is going on in the community or in the news or just like whatever, you know, or what your cousin or cousin's husband's, you know, wife is doing, you know, some sort of gossip. Like, are you, how is your life changing? And if there's other things in your life that like does, you know, whether it's like some, like a job or you, you know, you're doing all these great things for yourself and you're feeling good and you're like making these changes. But then like every single time you have to go into this job, you feel completely dead. You feel like it's soul sucking you. It's like you do all this work to get your energy up and like feel better and like I'm happy and everything like that. But then by the time Monday rolls around and you're like showing up to work, you're just dreading it. Um, you know, that's kind of a sign there. Like, okay, I'm doing all these things that are amazing for me, but it's time to let go of this job and find a new job because it's just, it's like, it's just throwing off my balance way too much. It is not working for me anymore. So when you are starting out on a path like this, and some of you might just be embarking out on this for like the first time in your life, you might've been like curious. You might've like dipped your toe in the pond you know, like kind of reading the books, knowing that there's more to life, you know, maybe you're getting into your, like your late twenties or early thirties. And you're just like, Oh gosh, I'm like sick of like the same old song and dance. Like I want to do something like more with my life. Um, but you don't really know what just know, like you have full permission from the universe, from God to, try different things and to change your mind. It is perfectly okay when you are trying to figure out your life path. It is absolutely okay to change your mind. You do not need to get it right, right off the bat. And I don't give a shit if you are 24 or if you're 44. Like, It does not fucking matter if you are changing your mind and like trying new things. Like it, you're not, don't be embarrassed. Don't worry about what people are going to think. And if you do have any kind of like naysayers or if you have that spouse um, of like, oh, what is she doing now? Or what is she, you know, changing her mind now or whatever? fuck them. Like, fuck, seriously, fuck them. What are they doing with their life? What are they doing? Because if they were so happy and so passionate about their life and so like enthralled and fulfilled, they would be your biggest fucking cheerleader because they themselves would know that it takes a lot of different times going to the drawing board to get it right. So they're going to be your actual biggest advocate because they know how happy they are and they want you to experience that happiness as well. And anybody who has reached that level knows that it takes a lot of different tries at the drawing board. So if you do have anybody, like any naysayers, just know like they are not thriving. They are not living their best life and they are not a hundred percent secure and fulfilled and, you know, like living their life purpose. Because if they were, they, I promise you would be your biggest advocate because they know that it would take what kind of work it takes and what kind of dedication and trials and errors that it takes to get to that level. Anybody who says otherwise is a 
fucking L-O-S-E-R. Like, just, they are. And I can say that because I fucking dated some of them. And they were always, <laughs> there was the ones who were, like, optimistic and, like, supportive and everything like that. And then I've had some where they were very pessimistic and naysayers and scared of making a change and were always super threatened by the fact that like I was constantly changing and growing and searching for more because I've always, always, always been this way. I've always been, like I said in past episodes, like I've always been in an expansive sort of mind frame and I've always been searching for something like a bigger thing, a bigger thing in my life, um, a bigger purpose. I just was like not satisfied with what was like being modeled around me. And so, but I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do or what I wanted to be or how I wanted my life to look like, but I did, but when I was looking around, I was like, I don't want to like, I don't want to end up like you. Like, <laughs> in the area I was living at, it was like, yeah, I don't want to, like, sit in, like, our friend's basement and, like, watch hockey games and fucking drink disgusting Pilsner. Like, and talk about nothing. And everybody's so boring and unhealthy and, like, wearing sweatpants and, like, not thriving, you know? And we're just talking about all the activities that your fucking kids are in. Like, I just, I'm like, I, nothing could be more boring to me. And it was, that was all that was like modeled around me. I'm like, yeah, I do not care to go to the upcoming football game. Sorry, never cared. Um, I just like was so not into it. I was so not into it. And so I, and I didn't see anyone who was like, passionate and thriving and like a career there were some people and like when I'd have like those conversations it was always just like it was like a little treat it was like exciting and like inspiring and everything but that was so few and far between for me personally who I had surrounded myself with was like not of that caliber and that sucked and I so I knew like I wanted something else but like nothing that was like being modeled for me was like what I wanted. Um, So that was super, that was kind of confusing. That was lonely. And that caused me to try a lot of different things, move to a lot of different places, um, go to school for a very long time, trying different programs. Um, That, you know, caused me to try all of that because I was searching. I was always, always searching. And I, I wasn't afraid to let go of what I knew wasn't working. And so if you are, you know, younger and you're like, you know, just kind of like navigating this, this life, you know, you're trying to set yourself up, you're trying to get that career going. Maybe you've just like opened up your own um, business, uh, your own practice, or maybe you're just like getting back into school and you're like, okay, this is it. This is going to be like the thing I'm going to do. And, but you're still kind of like unsure, like just know it is absolutely okay to change your mind. Um, it's absolutely okay to stick with something and, you know, persevere through. Um, but like also know like it is okay to change your mind, to change your path, to change the relationships that you're surrounding yourself, like the group of friends you're hanging out with, or even like change your location, moving out of a city that is like no longer serving you or a province or a state or a country that like you're just like not aligned with. And it's okay 
to to change your mind. Like <clears throat> when I like there was always kind of like I don't know, like the joke or whatever in my like old friend group and stuff like that where I could be like a doctor by the time for the amount of schooling that I went to or that I have under my belt. Like I think I went to school for like gosh, like eight years. Um, so like I could have like a doctorate degree. Um, so I changed my mind. Like I thought I wanted to be in fashion when I was younger. And then I worked in retail and I was like, yeah, no, not happening. Hate this. Then I went into like human services and social work. And I was like, yeah, no, super interesting. Got to know a lot about myself. Um, but can't say this is a passion of mine. Um, Fast forward to, okay, I'm going to do nutrition and did like pre-med and had to do a bunch of sciences. And I was like, yeah, no, my brain doesn't work this way. Um, I'm killing myself to get freaking like C's in this class. Like I hate it. So then I went to natural nutrition and I went to the school of Canadian nutrition and I, or um, see, it was uh, Canadian School of Natural Nutrition. And that was super in alignment for sure with my like values and <clears throat> how I was raised. And I loved learning about actual natural medicine and nutrition and the body and everything like that. But then when I went out into like the workforce, I was like, yeah. I don't really want to be a health coach. <laughs> I don't really like this. So I changed my mind again. And I went back to um, university and I enrolled in business entrepreneurship. And kind of sounds like a fine arts degree. It's kind of like, what, what the fuck does that mean? But I loved it. I was like, that's when I like finally like hit my stride where getting good grades was like, a breeze. It was super easy. I loved the classes because they were all like super in alignment with like my personality. You know, I love doing negotiations and I love doing um, case studies and, you know, business accounting and investments and like all that kind of stuff. Like my brain works that way. I like the problem solving. I like the creativity that comes in with building a business. Um, I just, I love all that. So finally, after that whole up and down of multiple different schools, cities, provinces, like literally, I think I moved like 13 times. I think it was that many, 13 times in like a span of 10 years. Like it was crazy. Like I was moving so much. I was a professional mover. So Um, For me personally, like changing location doesn't scare me. Like I can have myself moved into a different continent within 48 hours. You give me 48 hours and like 5,000 bucks, like I can move anywhere. Um, And I like no problem. And I just like, I just was (laughs) searching. And that, if you can think about that 10 year span moving all those different locations, trying all those different schools to then if you were like, say if you were a person who was like dating me, yeah, that would probably be a lot to handle. And you'd be like, oh my God, what the fuck is she like trying to do now? Because that is a lot of different up and downs, trials, trials and error and, you know, changing ideas, like all that kind of stuff. So 
if you personally weren't on that same wavelength as me, um, yeah, you probably would not be so keen to be jumping on like my newest and latest ideas. So I get it why like those relationships obviously weren't aligned. It didn't work out because I was so like up and down and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, that's okay. So that relationship obviously wasn't meant for me. And also none of those life paths were meant for me, but they were all important and necessary because every time I changed my mind, I was developing my discernment. I was making a choice for myself. I was growing as a person and I was also doing what was right for me and not allowing my life to be dictated based on what other people were going to think. Because when you change so much, you know, it's like a muscle that you're working and that you soon, people around you (laughs) stop trying to give their opinion because they're like, she's not going to fucking take it anyways. And you, you just kind of, you break free of like those energetic cords of attachment that people cling on to you and they want to keep you the same because the same feels safe. And when you change up the dynamic of like the friend group, the family group, the location, um, that changes, that makes them have to change in a, in a small way. Like it's probably nothing like too significant, but There's always, you know, like the parents who are like giving you, you know, telling you all the negatives of like what could happen and are you sure? And what if it doesn't work out? And what if you don't get in the school? Do you have a backup plan? I remember like my dad asked me that like when I was going for like um, natural nutrition, he's like, well, what's the backup plan if you don't get into the school? I'm like, there is no fucking backup plan. Like I'm getting into the school. Like there's just there's no backup plan because I don't need one because I'm getting into the school. So like. And I did, obviously, like you can, like, it's not that hard. Like it's, there doesn't need to be a backup plan for anything. You can try something out and have full confidence that it's going to work out perfectly. Like, why not? And then if it doesn't, cause you change your mind, that's okay too. So I definitely like, if you have ever, you know, kind of held back from changing and, um, exploring a new path, um, just know that like I've done it and it's totally worked out okay for me. It's worked out better. I feel more secure, more confident, more more capable of dealing with like trials in my life and like handling the ups and downs that life can throw at you, especially as you get older or as like the economy changes or as <clears throat> as we see out there in the world where it's crazy with like the fucking governments doing these pandemics and like shutting us down. Like if you are kind of, if you are positioned where you're rolling with the punches and you're changing up your life proactively, when the shit hits the fan that way out in the economy, it really doesn't feel that scary to you because like, oh, you know how to roll with it. Like you're, you've already been doing this proactively on your own. So if the government or anybody society tries to throw a wrench in your plans like you're just so much more adaptable to it because you've already expanded yourself as a person and so and that's why like honestly like travel is super important that i find um 
that like when you're young, like in your twenties and stuff like that, it's almost like you're more adaptable and you're like hungry and you're excited and you're like more willing to like, you know, sleep on the couch of someone's apartment and like just to kind of like save some money in order to like go backpacking in Australia for three months. And then you have to go work in the outback. Like, you know, like when you're like young and you just like have no, you just don't have any fear that way. But then as life goes on and you like start getting into like your thirties and you start kind of getting more set into your ways, it's almost like you get like more fearful and like not as adaptable and like more like rigid. And so what I find if you keep traveling and you keep, you know, pushing yourself that way, um, it's a really, it's a great way to keep yourself in that like, um, kind of optimistic, um, like, malleable state because like as we know with like travel like a lot of the times things are out of our control and so it just really and you're in like a new country and a new area and you don't know the restaurants and you don't know where you're going and all that kind of stuff like obviously technology makes it a lot easier for us but it's great to be able to kind of keep that muscle working and stay flexible and stay on your toes um when you are, you know, in different countries and like having to navigate the language and navigate, you know, the different cultures and stuff like that. So versus like, if you never, you know, you just have your perfect little house with your perfect little decor and you don't have kids and nothing's like, you know, kind of like making waves in your life that like when small little inconveniences happen, um, I can see like full grown women have a fucking meltdown. And it's like, whenever I see that, I'm like, oh, wow. Like you really haven't. (laughs) Life's been pretty good for you, hasn't it? Because this is a fucking minor offense, my my man. So I always find it like, like not trying to judge, but it's always like eye opening where it's like, you just see these people like have a full blown like meltdown over something where it's like, I can't even give you um, a good example. But regardless, like I've seen it and I'm just like, yeah, no, it's not that difficult. And also just ride it out and the, the tides will change and it's going to be okay. So again, it's just another thing of like, keeping yourself accountable for not being afraid to change and not being afraid when your way, when you're doing things your own way, it's going to look different all the time. You know, it's always going to look different. Um, which what I want to kind of bring, um, bring home what was like a game changer in my process, um, with, living my life and doing things my own way. So like I said, I've been um, an individual who has not been afraid of change um, for the most part. Like, I mean, honestly, like, yeah, I've been scared of change, but like, relatively speaking, I'm pretty flexible. I'm not afraid of an adventure. I like to change things up and I haven't ever been you know, super, super scared of like taking on a challenge, um, or anything like that. But I've always been like 
you know, like I said earlier in the episode, how I've always been searching. Like I've always been searching. I've always been trying to look for, you know, like that bigger purpose, that bigger thing, having more meaning to my life and having more like, I just wanted to feel like a deeper connection to, to this life, like to my soul, to the earth, to, um, the, the universe to our, our, like what we as humans can accomplish here on planet earth and like have those deep conversations and meet interesting people and see interesting places and like, just, you know, just like lift the veil of li- like lift the veil on life and like look behind the curtains and see like what the fuck is going on here. And so I've always, I've always wanted to, or I've always kind of been looking for that. And what I found, what was the game changer for me in my life and making real tangible change that like basically brought on inner peace for me was finding my deep connection, my personal relationship with Jesus, with the true Jesus Christ. And before that, when I was searching for like that enlightenment, that spirituality, that connection to God, to the divine, I was always, I was always looking for that, but it was super, super ungrounded. And what I had found, because I would go, you know, into like these more new age communities, spiritual communities, um, that like what they were not talking about Jesus at all, because again, the vast majority of us myself included rejected Jesus and the idea of Jesus and the human who was Jesus um, because of like this religious indoctrination of the image of Jesus and the religious teachings. And, you know, I was brought up Catholic and I just like, I honestly like just knew they were teaching like a very like condemning God, a very um, judgmental God. And then Jesus was like basically like a side character in like these stories that they would tell. Like I never felt like they did a good job, at least in like my upbringing of the Catholic church of like, and going to a Catholic school, they never did a good job in like communicating the human who was Jesus and his actual teachings. And they focused so much more on like, the the god that was you know punishing and judgmental and needed to be feared and i always like knew that wasn't right um even as like a little girl i knew like god was loving god was unconditional love um god was protecting um god made you know this beautiful planet um with like rainbows and waterfalls and beautiful mountains and animals and like baby animals and i just like i always had like a connection to to god that way so when i was you know seven years old or eight years old and like some fucking teachers trying to tell me I'm not a child of God because I'm not baptized. I remember literally like looking at her and thinking like, you're fucked. Um, you know, just like you're fucked. I totally am. And like, just not, just not buying it. I was just like, this is, this is so stupid. And I can't wait to get out of this fucking prison. <laughs> like literally I've thought school is a prison since like, I thought, 
school was a great way to like socialize because I was a farm kid. So I loved going to school for like the socializing aspect of it because I love to talk and hang out with my girlfriends. Um, but everything else, I was like, this is a fucking prison and a joke. Um, so I... I saw through that bullshit and I knew I already had like my connection to God. I knew how to meditate. I knew how to cover myself in white light. I knew, um, this like protective loving being that was the universe. That was God. And I always, I always knew that. I knew mother earth had her own energy. I knew there was like animal teachers and plant teachers and, you know, all these like beautiful, like angels, archangels, like I knew, I knew of all that. Um, and that was purely because of my, my upbringing in, in with my mom in our house. Um, you know, we always had crystals, we always had plants, we always had, you know, we would learn a bit about even like Native American practices with the animals, totems, spirit animals, power animals, um, animal medicine, like I always, always knew about that. You know, I knew if I saw like a fox in the field, I knew he had a message for me. Like I just, I always knew that. And so that was all Gucci. That was good. I always had that, but I never had this teachings or I never had this like groundedness in Jesus himself. And so as I evolved and I grew up and I ventured into, you know, my young adulthood, I you know, am living, you know, I'm trying to do what society tells you to do, which is like go to college, you find the job, you get the relationship, you check off all the boxes and then, you know, everybody's going to be okay and happy with you because you met all the expectations of society. And so I was trying to do that. And the whole time I'm like, oh my God, like this is soul sucking. And so I was like stuck in this middle ground of like wanting to be financially successful and prosperous and secure and abundant and like have these like cool 3D things and like be able to like travel and have a nice house and a nice car and like, you know, like I like things. I like the material world. I think it's cool. I like supporting artists. I love buying things from local businesses. I love buying things from local artists. I love, I love money and I love, um, nice clothes and I love, you know, there's nothing wrong with like financial abundance and material objects and taking nice trips and driving nice cars and like living in a nice house. Like there's nothing fucking wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong using your money to support other people who are putting really cool things out into the earth. Like that's all great. And so I've always wanted that. And I knew I wanted that. I never had like a poverty mindset or whatever, like, you know, like I, I was always very like humble and like trying to like, you know, was fine with living pretty modest, but like, you know, deep down, like I always wanted to live like super abundantly. And so the only way I knew how to do that was like, okay, I have to do X, Y, and Z and work these corporate jobs and get the degree and like, you know, climb the corporate ladder and whatever else, um, in order to like achieve that financial success, because like, that's all I'm seeing. Um, that's being modeled for me. And so when I entered into those work fields, I was like, oh God, everybody is so dull. And like, 
they literally have nothing going for them other than like this nine to five and like no one has like the mental capacity to like have like nothing's I could just see like no one's passion was lit up or their soul wasn't lit up or like they weren't like you know thriving and like I don't know it just it felt so dull and like and such a low vibration and so that I didn't like so I was just like okay I don't like that so maybe I have to go this other route which is more in like the new agey stuff where it's like you know I I didn't I looked at like, you know, being whatever, like say a yoga teacher or some sort of like energy medicine or like the holistic nutrition that's like based in like kind of more new agey stuff. Like not to say like there's plenty of like super wealthy, successful, like holistic nutritionists out there. But for me, I was more so like looking at it in like um, a new age with a new age lens. And when I entered into like that field and like that community I was like yeah we were having really cool conversations and we were smoking weed and I was like you know doing mushrooms and like drinking wine and having really fun nights with like dancing and like serendipitous you know experiences and conversations and like all the things right just like basically running around um having a good time but I what I found was like, oh God, but like no one is like thriving financially. Like we're all like working a waitressing or bartending job. We're all like hung over and like waking up to and like smoking weed and then yeah, going for a fabulous brunch afterwards. But like we're not like thriving. Like we're all living paycheck to paycheck. None of us are, have any like capacity to really achieve like monumental wealth and we're all just kind of living in this like really ungrounded um way of life and it's like there's it's not grounded it's not rooted in anything and like there's a lot of poverty here and there's a lot of like no means to an ends of like achieving really awesome abundance and it's like kind of like look down upon if you do go for that because then you're like materialistic and capitalistic and like you know like it's kind of judged so I was like okay either I'm going to be like enlightened and poor or I'm gonna be you know dead inside and wealthy and like that's what I thought was like my fucking two choices and I was like oh my god what am I going to do because I am not happy in either one Q, um, I kind of leaned more towards the corporate life and, um, and more like, you know, just kind of self-medicated with like wine and, um, doing yoga and like just kind of having a very surface level spirituality and then like diving my diving head into like starting a business. Cause I'm like, maybe that will be like that soul fulfilling passion that I need, right? Like I'll work the corporate job. I'll have, you know, the financial security that way. And I'll start this side hustle that will like fill my soul on this level. And I'll just keep my spirituality to like a minimum because the new agey stuff is just like, it's just not working for me. 
Um, and so I did that and what I quickly realized is your outside world is just a reflection of your internal world. So I continued to search. It did get better starting my business. I definitely felt like a passion and I was like, okay, I'm onto something. So like, that's where it's like, I basically realized, you know, I, once I started to try get the little breadcrumbs of like what was working for me, I just continued to follow that. And like the breadcrumbs were actually starting my own side business, which was like earth medicine. That was like lighting myself up. But then, you know, the business would kind of plateau and I couldn't get any further along with it um, financially or success wise, because again, I wasn't doing any of the internal work to remove those blocks of like my own limiting beliefs. And so I started searching more for like spirituality, going inward and that's like in perfect timing, uh, Liana Shante came into my life and she was like the first, um, her herself and then the community that followed her and some of the women that I now am good friends with, seeing them in like the flesh and blood and seeing them in person, these people were the first people that I ever saw that had a deep groundedness in their spirituality and also financial abundance and success and was working and starting businesses that were aligned with them and that they were passionate about and that they were, you know, and they had dreams to take it big and, you know, thrive and, 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 and like just live like that, that bigger, um, that above average life, like that extraordinary kind of life. And so like Leanna was like the first person that I ever saw who was actually living out that kind of lifestyle. And the people who were following her were also um, living out that kind of lifestyle. So I was like, holy shit. And the key thing that was different between her teachings and like the whole new age shit was she called out the darkness of like the new age love and light bullshit and she spoke about Jesus and that was such a game changer for me because finding what what I found in my uh in my path on this is that Jesus's energy brings a very um like grounded feeling to my life. And it's because Jesus was a human being. He was a living, breathing person on this planet who embodied unconditional love and who was here to deliver the teachings of God. And the way that he lived his life, the the way that he embodied his energy that he embodied here on this planet the way that he was like the avatar to show us how to give conditional love, how to receive unconditional love, how to um, just like walk walk this planet, um, embodying all of that is what was like missing in my life because the universe is so vast. God is so, 
he's a creator. God is not even a he, it's, it's an energy, right? It's so much greater than our human brains can even comprehend. So with that, that there comes a very much like a ungrounding feeling to that. Cause it's just so big. It's just so like huge and vi- and it's just like vibrating at such a high frequency that it's super ungrounding. So then when you pull it back into Jesus and you meditate and you connect and you pray to Jesus and you have conversations with him and <clears throat> read scripture from him and, and understand, you know, his actual true teachings that feels very, very grounded. It feels very like contained in this like beautiful container of unconditional love. It feels very rooted on this planet earth of where we're, where we are here. Like we are humans. We are here to live a human life and having a human experience. And that is what was the game changer for me because that allowed me to bring myself back into here in a grounded way and start looking at, you know, my shadow. It helped me to start looking at my wound patterns. It started to help me look at, you know, my own internal triggers. And it really started to, it helped me really dive into my own shadow work and my own personal healing work. Because again, I was, I wasn't so focused and consumed with looking for something outside of myself and Jesus's love and Jesus's teachings helped bring me back into myself and, and inside myself and my own capacity of what I have the ability to achieve here on planet earth. And so with that groundedness, then I was able to approach my work from a place of groundedness, from a place of inner peace, from a place of self-love. And that has changed um, a lot of how I do business. It's It's definitely helped me attract really amazing clients. It's helped me take um, like calculated quote unquote risks in my business. Um, it's helped me again, like I said, have the courage to kind of like burn everything down and start from, uh, start from new. Um, and it's all because I found that, that grounded inner peace from connecting to Jesus. And it took me, it took me a while to get to a place like that because I had to move through a lot of the um, programming and judgments and um, resistance uh, that had been, that I had built up like this, this protective wall against Jesus because of my upbringing in the Catholic church and in a Catholic school system. I really had to chip away at anything that I, that was, you know, my, these people who are a part of, you know, this religion who taught, you know, who quote unquote taught teachings from Jesus, those people really hurt me and they made me feel judged. And they were, it was just like not an overall good experience. Um, and as a kid, you don't understand that. You don't understand, um, it's their own projections or you don't understand, you know, 
that it's not about you and it's about their own wounding and their own projections and what, you know, the programming that they're dealing with. And so you don't understand that as a kid. You just see them hurting you, that you just see them judging you. You just feel like you just want to be loved and accepted. And so um, if you weren't getting that in like the school system, then a perfect defense mechanism is to reject it all and to rebel against it. And so that's really what happened to, to me. And so I had to work through a lot of that rebellion energy because that rebellion energy really protected me for a lot of my life. Um, it made me have like a thick skin. It helped, you know, me not, um, be taken out by other people's judgments. And so I had to kind of like peel back those layers and see how that was now no longer serving me because it was preventing me from fully surrendering to to Jesus and honestly like I'm still working on doing that I'm still working through my ego and having that total surrender in my life Um, it's an ongoing process so anyways that's been kind of my journey with doing it my way And I hope that this episode um, just, you know, helps you find your own path and helps you figure out how you want to navigate this life in in your own way. And um, it's been an amazing time chatting with you guys for the past hour. I fully enjoy these episodes and I am so excited to continue on with the Fully Accountable podcast. You will be hearing a lot more from me every single week. And I hope you guys have an amazing weekend and I will chat with you next week.